With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No the topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Epic Love Radio Show brought to you by the Piper's Angels Foundation and our wonderful supporting sponsors, Tea Lixer Kombucha, Legacy Marine, and Endless Summer Rum. My name is Travis Suit, and I'm here with my co-hosts this evening, Joe Mitchell and Miss Liz Merson and Mr. David Allen over here. So are you filling in tonight, David? Sure. <laughs> sure. Throw those headphones on. Um and, uh, and we're here with a very special guest this evening as well, Mr. Peter Marcus, uh, who we'll be diving deep with. Um, uh, very exciting. Peter is a business coach with his home base here in Palm Beach, Florida, uh, Chernobyl, Como, Italy, Monterey County, California. And for the past 21 years, he has had the privilege of working with founders and owners, senior executives in the USA, Italy, and UK. And uh, Peter is known for being an emergent technology developer and won the Product of the Year Award from Popular Science in 1997 for producing flat screen TV. Hey, we've heard of that, right? I think I've heard of that, yeah. The world's first hang on the wall digital TV. So we're super excited to have Peter here in the studio with us this evening. And uh, we're gonna get to the Cup of Joe segment coming up here in just a few seconds. Uh, Joe is just finishing up, setting up our Facebook Live, which if you're tuning in live, you can listen live or you can watch on Facebook Live on the Epic Love Radio Show page. So thank you very much for all those tuning in and listening this evening. We're super excited. A real quick countdown to the crossing update. 46 days to go till the crossing for a cure uh, we're going to be paddling with about 100 paddlers from bimini in the bahamas all the way back to florida to lake worth beach 
very exciting year. We've got a bunch of different watercraft, different paddlers involved. We're gonna have 20 to 30 boats out there. Joe's paddling, Liz is paddling, and uh, Peter, who's in the studio here, uh, has been a, uh, a coach to the Piper's Angels and Crossing for a Cure team literally since day one. It's been a, a been a good road. So uh, we're just over $136,000 in fundraising and uh, had a really good run at it so far. Um, so thank you to all those supporters out there, all of our sponsors and everybody who's been uh, making donations online and following. Uh, you can check it out at crossingforacure.com or on Facebook. So who's ready for a cup of joe? I definitely am. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I had an amazing last week. Uh, so yeah, I'm just basically going to talk about what I did all of this past weekend and last Thursday night. So I actually got to go to the Foo Fighters concert on Thursday night, which was amazing. I'm so jealous about that, by the way. Dave Grohl is an amazing front man, and they put on a hell of a show, and it was just the greatest time ever. And I got to... Uh, see some of my friends there that uh, I don't get to see all that often because of now that I'm training for the paddling and everything, I don't get to play disc golf as much. So I actually got to see a couple of my friends from disc golf and that was really, really nice to be able to experience the music with them. And also, uh, it's been a great day and week of concerts for Joe. Uh, <laughs> I got to go to uh, Fort Rock, which is a two day uh, heavy metal um, concert down and it was at uh, Markham Park. Uh, down in uh, nice. Fort Lauderdale area and that is my one true love for music and it always has been uh, I've been recently branching out to other things but I really enjoy like really heavy hard music uh, it's just it really gets me going and I especially like it at the gym it is you know if I really want to put up some heavy weight I'll just throw on uh, some Five Finger Death Punch or um, Breaking Benjamin. Those are some of the bands that I got to see this past weekend. It was just an amazing time. But also while I was there, I got to hook up with a fellow Crossing Crusader. Hey. Yeah, uh, we got to see Paige uh, down there. That was amazing to be able to hook up with him and uh, hang out with him for a little while, talk a little bit about the Crossing. and. Um, just it's just live music is such an amazing experience. It's not just the music that you're hearing; it's also the the smells of the festival. It is the 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 um, pounding of the bass, and especially for me because I can really feel that pounding in my chest, which actually helps me a lot, so I can cough up some stuff. And it's just uh, you know it hits all of the senses all over the place, and it's just an amazing experience. And you know a lot of the bands that were up there and a lot of the front men that were doing stuff, they were all talking about you know like this is a family of metal people, a family of hard rock people, and that really struck home to me uh, because you know getting involved with Piper's Angels and the Crossing, it's it's become a second family to me. And it's just the experiences that I've had with people on the water, off of the water, going to these different events. It's just been such an amazing time. And I just can't, can't get enough of it, honestly. Like if I don't talk to somebody from the crossing on like a daily basis, I feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. So what is, was there a, a particular moment from the Fort Rock show that, was, uh, that stood out to you that was a seminal moment, exciting? Uh, actually, you know, I, when I first met up with Paige, we kind of were trying to triangulate, and he was like, yeah, I'm like 25 yards off of the sound tent, perpendicular to it, so I'm like thinking in my head, like, okay, 
think about this, think about the angles. Okay, where exactly is he? And then, um, you know, just seeing him and both of us are like, oh my God, it's you and you're here and we're doing this right now and we listen to this amazing music. That was such a great, uh, great time, great feeling right there. Awesome. Was it a big turnout? Uh, yeah, it was huge. <laughs> there was uh, so many cars. The very first night that we tried to get out of the parking lot, it took us an hour and a half just to get out of the parking lot. But the next night, they opened up the second exit, which I think they should, probably should have done the night before. The first time, right? Yeah, exactly. Some learning there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, just amazing, so much fun, and just, you know, can't wait to keep seeing more shows. Right on. That's awesome. I mean, just I'm cool. paraphrasing a little bit here. I, I don't know. I wrote a little note down just to make sure that I got this right. It says, it's, uh, "Heavy and hard is what gets Joe going." Was that? That's uh, <laughs> yes. That, that is part of the yes. <laughs> okay, just making sure. I, I you just wanted, wanted to, to clarify. Yeah, make a note. Yeah. Well, good to know. We'll make sure when you're leaving the beach in Bimini. We got the right music. Heavy and on. hard, right? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. like get maybe ready. A little, uh, little Pantera, maybe. Yeah, yeah there we go. Walk. All right, making a note, uh, Sean Dunleavy, if you're listening, please add Pantera to the uh, soundtrack for be leaving Bimini. Um, yes. Can we all make a commitment to get Dave Grohl on the show? Dave Grohl. Uh, yeah, definitely. Let's put it out there. Let's put it in the emptiness. We're yep. Dave Grohl, come, come be with uh, Epic Love Radio. Come on. We're calling you out, Dave. Come bring on, it, on. Bring it on. Right on. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much, Joe, for sharing. Sounds like you had a very exciting weekend indeed. For sure. Yeah, we were uh, we were down in Key West um, this past weekend. Uh, Liz and I with uh, some of the Crossing crew. It was uh, pretty, pretty awesome. Um, Julie and Brian and Tom and so many of Paul. Paul all down there sharing the experience together and it was uh pretty cool so we got to meet a lot of new paddlers and people who were excited about the crossing for a cure and and have a good time i just have to say i had so much fun we instead of doing just individually racing the whole island which a lot of people from our crew did uh travis myself and our friend eli miller uh, did a relay race so we each had about a four mile leg give or take a little bit and it was, it was pretty interesting to say the least, uh, challenging and fun and exciting, but I felt like I was in the American race, like the great American race, like oh, running yeah. in between like the different locations of the relay and then jumping in the car to meet the next paddler and then running from the bridge to like, to meet, I just, I had so much fun doing that. It was, it was, uh, it was really cool. Cause when they all took off from the start line, this was the Key West Paddle Classic in its 21st year. And we had set up a Piper's Angels Crossing for a Cure tent down on the beach and so we didn't want to spend too much time away from the the tent, but so breaking up the time on the relay was really cool. And when they took off, you know, we were running all over the island trying to find little windows where you could see them paddling by to get to the next and cheer them on, you know, while they were getting to the next spot. So it kind of brought up an idea that we had talked about a little bit, but um, it's just an idea, but of a concept of an event where you could do a, a paddle poker run from like downtown West Palm all the way up to Jupiter, you know, and you could break it up into legs and, and have everybody join in along the way. Or you could make it like a run, bike, swim, paddle. There's a lot of things that you could do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It was Super a lot bummed of fun. out. It was a lot of fun. Super bummed that I had to miss that, but you know, Fort Rock. Yeah, no, <laughs> it for sure. sounds like you also made use of the time pretty well, right? Indeed, yeah. definitely there was did. No, no wastage there. <laughs> nope, <laughs> definitely not. <clears throat> So as we mentioned earlier, we've got an amazing man here in studio with us. For those watching live on Facebook, hello. 
Hello. Good hey. to see you. There's DC David over there. Yeah. And um, so it's been uh, it's been quite a ride in the last, let's say, five years, I think, that we've five known each other, years. Peter. Pretty amazing. Five and years. Uh, Peter is a business coach. And, you know, one thing that when Peter and I met that I realized right away, and I think everybody here and just about anybody can relate to this, is what it means to be on a team. And I was always in, in, in athletics, I was always on different teams, um, even being going through the officer candidate program with the Marine Corps, that aspect of working together and understanding what it takes to follow and also lead. And one thing Peter immediately, what resonated about his style of coaching was that I, I felt that sense of wanting to be a part of a team and a strong team. And as the first crossing came about and we were putting that together, there was no team. It was, it was really, it was the, we were going from zero to something and we didn't really know where that was going. And Peter was uh, so uh, important in the process of helping us develop where we were going. And um, we gave the introduction earlier, uh, but uh, Peter is known locally here and around the world as coaching executives and teams and, um, and companies. And so we wanted to dive into what this is all about, you know, and I know, I know it goes much deeper in the philosophy and, and who you are and how you bring about positive change for people. Myself is a great, uh, a great example and result, how much I've changed and grown, and I thank you for that. Um, but where did it all begin? Where did the coaching begin on your path? Where did coaching begin? You know, it took me a long time to realize there were such things as coaches. Um, but I grew up in the north of England, and in the north of England, we like football or soccer, as it's called, right? So my coaches were soccer coaches. Those are the only people I knew that coached because there was no other really formal team sport teams things that were, were that people were engaged in and soccer coaches really became an important measure for me because what they did is that they went to work to produce a result every saturday from a team amongst other teams so that to me kind of resonated well this is really interesting stuff like how do they do that you know in, in the UK, they're called coach managers. The manager and the coach is really the same person, and they're responsible for pretty much everything from acquisition of players to selling them off, to putting them on the bench, getting them into training, working out formula for playing the game. So I learned to watch what they were doing and one of the first things that I got to learn is how they hand signaled, right? So you've got 50,000 people in a stadium and there's a lot of noise, there's no way you can communicate verbally, standing on the sideline watching 22 players, you know, alternate teams playing together, and they learned to signal, but the signals were, were kind of insignificant. They were perhaps like a raised eyebrow Mm. Or, or, or a little like module of the finger just raised up. And I'm, and I'm thinking, well, how do they do that? What I realized down the road quite a ways was that it was done in the practice time. These communications were all worked out in advance. 
so the players would be aware to look for them. Now that takes a lot of organization. It also takes a lot of trust because not only has the player got to play the ball and watch the opposing player and get hit and the legs taken out and knocked over and things like that, but they've also got a job to watch the manager who's on the sideline. So I learned coaching from that way. And in fact, today I coach in the way of a soccer game, which is a game of two halves. So it's really interesting. I spoke about it today with a client of, as to how I look at the first half result and use that to designate what we're going to do in the second half. You can't win a game in the first half. You can't win a game on the first leg, right? You've got four people out there paddling. You can't, you know, the first person doesn't win. The first person passes it on. So in, in football or soccer, you can't win a game in the first half. You can only win a game in the second half. So in the first half, you come out, you play your best. If the coach manager picks you, which means that you've been to training, you've showed up on time, you're ready to go, you're fit and healthy, you're the best choice. Um, so if you've gone through those criteria, the next thing is, okay, let's go out and play the game. Now, you can go out and play the game. It's 45 minutes the first half. You come back in at the end of 45 minutes. No matter what the result is, you might be two goals down or three goals up. But whatever that result is, 45 minutes in is break time. You get 15 minutes. So in the north of England, of course, you drink tea. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, and it's freezing cold and it's pouring down tea. with rain. Tea Lixer. Oh, Maybe they tea. drink Tea Lixer. <laughs> ah, Tea Lixer. What a good... <laughs> you know, we should kind of get that over there. I'm sure they'd really appreciate it. <laughs> so... Yeah. Hey. Oh, hey. Is, wait, is this halftime? Wait, I don't know if this is halftime yet, but this is, yeah, we we're going to go for it either way. Just get here. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. we can yeah. pop these open. Yeah. Right, right on pop. cue there. It's amazing the way things happen on a team, you see. Something like that. That's an occurrence on a team, right? That is a result of something. That's right. That's for sure. That's right. So, you come back in, and the coach goes in to greet the oh, team or talk to the team and we work out what has happened in the first half were you in the position did you receive the ball did you pass the ball in business we do exactly the same thing so what happened last week what happened in the last two weeks because when you went out two weeks ago or a week ago you had a plan to go score a couple of goals maybe make some sales go organize a, an event perhaps bring a team together, perhaps bring a, a, a new business unit online. So when the coach comes in, and I use this every two weeks when I meet with clients, either on the phone or face-to-face, -face, we discover what happened in that first half, in that previous time. In fact, we know what we expected to happen because we've worked on it before, but it's half time now. So we look at the results. Did we achieve what we set out to achieve? Were we in the direction that we thought we were going to be in? Were the people around us that we expected to be there? Did we all show up on time? Did we get to work on time? Did we bring our samples or did we bring our ideas forward? Were we at a meeting? Were we effective in what we did? Half time. We check this stuff out. Okay, so we've now got a series of results. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. Perhaps it didn't work out. What can we do next time? Can we reschedule? So in the next half of the game, the objective is to go out and win because you can win in the next half of the game.
because you've already been through the first half. So each time we come together, we actually work on this half time. And in my mind, I keep thinking about the, you know, the, the coach that's on the sideline. What's he thinking about when he comes back in at half time? He's thinking about what he saw, because those are real results, what was expected, and what little bit of course correction we have to do to go back out and play the second half. And that's the way it is. I, it actually reminds me of the first time, I think, I met all four paddlers for the first event. I think Joe had just joined and, and yep. <laughs> Kyle was there and you were there and and then a man who'd never never paddled before. Shane. Shane, right? Now, th this was an amazing occurrence. Here we are. These guys are going, at that time, 91 miles. Yeah, 90 miles. 90 miles, right? Yeah. And this new guy shows up and we're standing, I think, at Riviera Beach, right? And we're going, okay, oh, wait a minute, you just met him? He's never paddled before and he's gonna go 90 miles? An occurrence. Now, what do we do, right? Here's somebody who has said, yes, I want to play first team. Do we play him? That's a big decision to make. So as we think about this, these results that the coach looks at are always coming forward movement to business, movement to life, movement to health. All of these things happen because we can actually look at them as we're going through them. So that's the focus that I always take. Yeah. Built on football, yeah. built on soccer, right? <laughs> you know, in pouring rain. I mean, if it's not raining here today, we don't feel good about it, of course. Right. Well, here's to the first half. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> tea. It's tea. Thank it's you, tea David. Time. Thank you, Dave. Oh, Thank you, David. Man, it just doesn't get better. We should. We got to record that for a soundbite. We just use all the time. I just <laughs> yeah, put it on my phone and yeah, use it as your uh, text notification. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a bad idea. You guys should uh, capitalize on that. Cracking it open. That's good stuff. Well, you know, it. it I really appreciate you know that perspective and and I, I think that for me having been working with you o over these years it never it never really occurred to me in kind of the standard american format or the standard structured format of education and of coaching that that coaching would exist outside of uh, of the sport or that coaching would exist in you know in in life in general and it it kind of blows me away to think that uh, you know you would never sign your kid up for a coachless team that sounds right. like a disaster waiting to happen like a bunch of kids running around and like, ah what do yeah, we do right. here's the ball That's you right. know like you would never sign up for that so why would you sign yourself up for a, a coachless life or a coachless business and i mean i people do find mentors out there in different ways and um but business is so different of an animal and it's um it's it's much more uh, geared towards you know how you're you're dealing with people and interaction and communications and and at the end of the day for a lot of businesses profit and whether you're in a non-for-profit world or a for-profit world there there needs to be a clear result you know if you're if you're just floating through life you don't necessarily need the clear result unless you want it but you could just not have results and that'd be okay you can still eat and live and but if you're a business, you're gonna die if you don't have clear results. And so I think that when well, you mentioned the word discover, I just didn't realize 
how much there was to discover in the process of being coached and in business and these little little uh, tips and nuances to, to how to think about not just every phone call or meeting but how you wake up each day and how you approach every scenario and things that I've learned um, from you that I've carried into not just the business side of my life, but into everything. I mean, we've talked about it here before the show, you know, what do we bring in and what do we get? You know, it's so Big important. statements, right? How many times have we said that? I, I like to take it the other way around because we often think about, you know, what we're gonna bring, you know, I'm gonna bring a bottle of wine, right. but what do I want to get? Well, I want to drink. Execution, right. I wanted to get yeah. something. So thinking about what we want to get is really important and it's probably very difficult for most people to do because it's not what comes to mind. We're, we're, we're trained from being kids not to want to get things, right? We always want to get things, but you know, parents, priests, rabbis, school teachers, everybody says, oh no, 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 it's not for you this, you know, this is the bigger, bigger thing. So I always like to, to ask those two questions. First of all, what do you want to get from doing whatever you're doing? You know, coming here tonight, I, I thought about it on the way here. What do I want to get? I want to get the opportunity to be in the studio and participate in a way that can be advantageous, not only for me, but for other people as well. Being advantageous for me. So I'm going out, like, what do I want to get? I want to get this to be advantageous for me. I want to get to share time. I want to get to drink my tea. Right? <laughs> Here we go again. Yeah, right? yeah, this is important. I want to get to know more about what happens here on a Monday. We talk about it, right? We, we, we've spoken about this radio show. But we spoke about something early this morning, which I think is really important, and that's the word of agility. So the word of agility, when we look at what we want to get, right? I want to get to enjoy and grow, feel good about myself. Uh, I want to... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Get to know what's going on around me. So I can think about those things, but now I've got to ask myself something else. What will I bring to get what I want to get? So what do I bring? I bring my availability. You can only bring what you've got, by the way. I can't bring <laughs> my tea because, yeah, you know, right. I had to come here for it. I brought mine, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave brought his tea. Thank you, Dave. So it, it's interesting. So I, I brought availability. I brought want and I brought desire. I brought an interest. I brought uh, a, a level of experience. I brought a participation. So I can choose to bring those things, but we can't bring anything we haven't got. So it's really important when we look at how we go about things that we really, it's okay to ask for things for ourselves. If we don't ask for them, we're probably never gonna get them. But not only is it okay to ask for things, it's important to see what it is that you're gonna bring to get what it is you want to get. Right. Is it really important to come and spend time here? For me, it is. 
Is it really important to spend time and to get to know more about the workings behind this radio show? Yeah, I love it. You know, I've been lucky for the past, I don't know, maybe 11 years. I, I, I did a period of about seven years um, doing radio, doing online what was it called blog talk radio that's right yeah i did it for like seven years i've got maybe two thousand shows i think in the can somewhere in <laughs> in the archives and i loved it it was great i would interview clients and friends and people and i got so much experience as to the environment and the values and and the sharing of it i mean it, it's just there it, and especially today we're talking today about an event that's coming up. We're talking today about an event that's happened previously. And we're talking about it here in North America. We brought up the word agility before. Uh, so I want to take that word and say being agile allows us to actually take this event globally. We're agile, we're strong, we're fit, we're healthy. We've got to be all those things. We can bring those things with us to get what we want to get. We want to get a cure. That's what we're looking for, right? That's what we want to get. How important is that? So what do we bring when we want to get something like that? You know, I look around this table and we want to get the value. You know, you want to get to listen to that boom, boom, boom. Get you on yeah, and go, right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, then lift weights, right? <laughs> hard and heavy. Hard and heavy. Hard and heavy. Hard and heavy. Heavy metal, that's called, right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> right, lifting weights. And yep. Uh, heavy metal, right? That's it. I know that period of time. So, <laughs> so, so in, in my way, I like to bring forth what I call a methodology. I bring this coaching methodology. So it's really not the work that I do with Travis. It's the work that Travis does with others and they do with others. I always like to look at third or fourth party down the road, right? What difference does this make, this work that we've been doing together? Other than the fact I've met Travis's family over the years, we get on great. I know what the house looks like. I know right. the shells in, you know, in the <laughs> living room. I mean, lots of shells. Lots That's of shells, right? Yeah. So That's important too. Yeah. yeah very it, important. Right. That you know the, the player that you're coaching right? exactly right yeah. so when we look at these things you know um, there's a lot to get but let's start asking for what we want to get if we're looking to get a cure let's start asking for those results and what do we bring we bring an opportunity for people to really have fun we bring an opportunity for people to test themselves we bring an opportunity to team build you spoke about team building so teams are always formed for a specific purpose we've got a specific purpose this is what the team's for you know but it's not just a team of paddlers it's a team of people who are there to support it's a team of people who are there to welcome it's a team of people who are there to send off it's a team of people sitting here tonight in the studio mm -hmm. so I like to look at teams and say there's a specific purpose we come together for a reason and we bring our differences we bring our abilities so again it's what will I bring you know what am I gonna get uh, big picture big stuff Peter, I'd like to uh, say also, you know, you mentioned that uh, what is it that what the work you do with Travis, how does that affect the people he interacts with and the people they interact with and so on and so on. So um, I have to share a little story uh, with 
the employer that I work for now, Town Sports, uh, when I was first approached about working for them, I came home and I told Travis about it. I was like, they asked me what I want. And I, and I always thought I knew what it was I wanted in a job, but I couldn't speak it. I couldn't say, this is exactly what I'm wanting to get. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he asked me, he said, well, you gotta write it down. What do you bring? What do you get? And you know, this is, <laughs> you know, he shared with me. <laughs> That's the tough things. to do, yeah. Right, so Absolutely. I mean, we all think really, we all think mm-hmm. that we all know what it is that we really want until you're asked the question. And then when you're asked right. the question, then it's hard for you to put it into words or to really intentionalize in detail, right. what is it that I really want? If I have to write it down, what would that look like? So it was a challenge and he helped me work through that and I'm sure shared some of the things that he learned from you and by doing that, I landed this amazing job that I'm so grateful and thankful to have now and I have gotten exactly what I wanted to get. Yeah. Consider going forward though that course correction is okay. So three months down the road or six months down the road, you might find there's more that you want to get. Of course, always evolving. Always, and always be aware of it, always look around it. I always advise people to prepare a script. That doesn't mean that you're writing the book and every word you're gonna say, but the script can be a little code word for yourself. Have an idea of what it is before you walk in the room. Do some pre-work to it. Do some pre-planning. Get this stuff out of yourself. It's very difficult to do it on the run. The boss comes in the room and says, hey, what do you want? And you go, oh, I want this, I want this, I want this. And then you go out of the room and you think, oh, oh, I wanted that as well and I forgot. So I'm a believer in scripting. And, and for years I've used those little three by five cards, you know, those little things. Oh yes, and those are my favorite. <laughs> they're great. They cost like a dollar, you get a thousand of them or something. <laughs> and, and once you've used them, you can get rid of them. But I built this business on three by five cards. <laughs> I, I think yeah. uh, uh, Travis will probably tell you, you know, that they often come out. There's yep. probably a dozen in my car right now, you know, <laughs> things that I wanted to talk about today. It's better to have a dozen three by five cards than roaches, I'm just saying. Oh. Don't We don't have to go No, I, I'm not gonna get to tell that story, <laughs> right? And, and I don't want to bring forward the results of it. <laughs> <That's why> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, Liz had a, uh, a roach uh, jump out of some uh, some discardments from my van and climb up her arm and shoulder today, oh, nice. and it was a somewhat um, traumatic traumatic experience. Yeah, my 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 van is currently being bombed. Oh yes. <laughs> oh. So it, listen, it wasn't just from the one roach. In my defense, there was a roach every day for the last three days in his van. When I say roach, I mean monster. It was like this big. Actually, Peter said it, it probably was this big. Could it drive you here? <laughs> yeah. It definitely, here? definitely you know, could have driven us here, except it's now loose in the house somewhere, so. Yeah, oh. yeah well, they decided to go to where it could create the most effect. <laughs> yeah. right, 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 it hitched I mean, a ride yeah. up my arm yeah. into the house. Hitched a ride. Up Lizzie's arm into the house. This yeah. this roach knew what it wanted. It was a powerful oh, little roach. Knew what it wanted <laughs> to get right. here. I want to get in the house. Where am I going? Going to go with Liz. She always goes in there. Yeah. yeah I no. haven't laughed that hard today <laughs> in a long time. I thought there was something tragically wrong for a, for a it, few there seconds. There was something tragically wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Like. Yeah. It was uh, fly swatty. Got to have a fly swatty. <laughs> yeah. We're definitely going to get <laughs> one. Right to get one our right? boots, yeah, boots on, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, 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 a shoe was the one Roach I used, you know, right? 
But the thing is that the shoe's only like this yeah. far away from your hand, yeah, right. whereas a fly swat's like this far away from you. Yeah, yeah I think so, we'll go know. invest in one right after yeah. the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what did, you, what did you want to get? You wanted to get no more roaches. Yeah. What did you I bring? Like a roach bomb <clears throat> into my van. Yes. Isn't that interesting? Yes. <laughs> we just did it again, right? Yes. We just used this thing again. Yeah. So I, Peter, gonna, go ahead. Peter, Dave. talk about uh, um, challenges that you've, uh, that you've came across with people and what, uh, um, will hold, hold them back from uh, succeeding. Hmm. I, I think I'd rather talk personally, if that's okay, instead of about other people. You well, know, I mean, I, just to <laughs> okay. instances. Challenges. Instances, okay. yeah. So, yeah, instances. So, um, challenges. Uh, the reason I started to coach was because uh, 21 years ago, I'd sold um, my business, my, my technology, and last technology business, and... Um, and I didn't have any advisors. I didn't have anybody to turn to other than people I'd worked with. I had a couple of partners. I had some friends and family. And um, and there I was ready to transfer some technology out and get paid for it. And I really had no one to talk to. So I went to lawyers and accountants and got their feedback. But I found that there was nobody really gave me feedback about being in business about what it you know about being an owner and what the values are of ownership so um, coming across a difficulty in that way actually led me to do what I'm doing today uh, some of the things that hold people back are education yeah that's what I'm going for here okay <laughs> Dave's right. going <laughs> straight to education Player is right. yeah yeah so uh, planning uh, strategy actions, um, uh, achieving uh, results, uh, team building, uh, objectives. Um, I, I like to think that business is made up of math and science, right? There's some numbers and there's some magic mix. Like here we are, we're in a magic mix kind of organization, but there's math in this, right? We're after some numbers. We're after a number of paddlers, we're after a number of dollars, we're after a number of sponsors. So business is math and science. What are the things that can stop us? Being too busy. There's a stopper, right? Oh, I'm too busy to even think about it. Um, being engaged in process which doesn't work. Um, being stubborn, that's a biggie. Getting your ego engaged. That was That's me. That's kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, man, that was That's me. That's kind of stuff I'm talking Getting about. Getting ego engaged. I got my ego engaged, and uh, what a waste of time. Absolutely. Two and a half years and about $4 million, right? Yeah. Ego engaged. I, you know, I owned the words flat screen TV. Philips, who are a pretty powerful electronics company, owned the words flat TV. Now, to this day, you go around and you talk about flat screen TV, you don't talk about flat TV, right? right. But I lost the battle. So wow. ego got engaged. So it's interesting, like what stops us? Ego is a biggie. That's, what That's why I wanted to talk about the, you know, the, the right. things that, right. you know, I can talk personally about that. I'm not talking about somebody else. So, so it's really interesting stuff. I mean, I, I, what stopped Travis four years ago from getting on a paddleboard and crossing from Bimini? What stopped you, Travis? For the first time? Yeah. 
Nothing. That's right. Nothing. Because there was no model he was carrying. The Coast Guard advised against the it, though. Yeah. <laughs> right, but it was August, right? Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never the paddle across the ocean in August. <laughs> no. How that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> Uh, I was kind of worried when we were going to get back, we were going to get arrested. Like, it was literally going to be a scene, you know. But, um, no, I mean, it was – and that was the decision we had to make, you know, after all that planning, Mm -hmm. preparation, training, fundraising, standing there, bimini, and here we got terrible weather the night before we are going to leave. Literally waking up in the morning to the sound of that little metal piece on the the line, on the flagpole going ping, 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 you know, and and just realizing that we just got our entire – you know, our, everything we had, you know, is that, that great Mike Tyson quote, you know, everybody's got a great plan until they get punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Man, you know, standing <laughs> on that dock going, oh, my God, this is not what we Uh-oh. had planned for. And then everybody is waking up, and I couldn't sleep after that, and we're all standing there on the dock looking around at each other, and it was like, what are we going to do? I mean, we, we you know, do we just – do we call it, you know? I mean, because there was – we really, with the, the how heavy that event is logistically, it, it would have been a big challenge to try to replant it. Um, and uh, so we said, well, let's just let's just go for it. Is everybody comfortable with that? And everybody said, yeah, we'll see what we can do. And and so we just went for it. And it ended up being honestly one of the greatest um, experiences of my life. It was a, a, a traumatic <laughs> experience to. <laughs> to many degrees and and honestly after that experience it that's when you asked you know that question my initial thought was what kept me from doing it again mm-hmm. you know that was 2013 mm-hmm. and I and then my immediate thought was it with my ego because I it beat me up so bad that first trip really I thought I don't know if I could ever really do that again because it was so much. And then in just a blink of an eye, you know, things can change so quickly. And you think all these plans you have, you know, are, are going to, you know, you hope they work out a certain way. But, you know, that's uh, very much a good metaphor for, you know, people's life with CF. You know, you, you're living and you, you think you've got plans and then uh, lung infection hits you and, Stuff changes quickly, right, Joe? Yeah, it definitely does change. Uh, so there's a saying that floats around the crossing committee meetings and everything involved with Piper's Angels. It's turning your passion into purpose. And that's really become very central in my life because, you know, I've always had a passion for cooking, but I've always found it more of a job just to make money. You know, I still enjoy it and it's still a fun job and everything like that. But until I really was able to join my passion for cooking, along with my passion for taking care of myself that I finally found again. That is what fulfills me the most now. It's getting out and reaching the community on a, uh, a deeper level and really trying to put out there all the things that I'm doing that I'm seeing benefit with and just putting it out there for as many CF patients to hear. And, you know, I was uh, working with uh, George earlier today, the guy over in the UK, and we were uh, making some egg muffins because he's trying to do a little bit healthier than four bowls of cereal for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So um, we were working on that. And that was probably one of the, you know, that was an amazing hour that we got to spend on on a web chat together. You know, me explaining like, this is how you chop an onion. This is how you do this. This is how you saute the onion and everything like that. 
And that's that's how I live my life now. Is everything that I do on a daily basis, daily basis, I try to find the passion in it. Whether it is me going to the gym, I find that very fun now. And if I don't go to the gym on a daily basis, again, I kind of feel weird. And so every uh, situation I approach, I have to bring passion to it. Otherwise, why am I even there? It's part of your global nutrition program. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Well, exactly. It, it brings up, I, I, I just, I remember the first time you said this to me and I, I didn't, I sort of got it and I thought, I kind of thought it was a little cheesy and then I was like, it, and then it's, it has literally become, um, you know, one of those mantras that I think about all the time, which is, you know, what does it mean? to play a bigger game. Mm. And and so it's the game, mm-hmm. right? But then there's the bigger game. Right. And you, you know, I've got to stop you a moment because I, I brought this statement out probably going on for 20 years ago, right? And then one of my earlier clients said to me, but I already play a big game. I think you should change that and make it an even bigger game. And I thought, wow, where does it stop? You know, I get the guy who's playing an even bigger game, the next one comes along. I said, no, we're going to keep it, playing a bigger game. It's interesting because I use that statement not not in a flippant play way. You know, whenever we watch a sport, it's got rules around it. Well, business has rules around it. Whenever we see a ball go over the line, there's some score. It either foul ball or, it, you know, it hit the goalpost or something happens. So... Playing a bigger game is a really good analogy for actually being in business. It really is, because business has to have rules. You've got to have sidelines, you've got to have fronts, you've got to have backs, you've you've got to have these little things. And what happens when you're going to play a game? Let's say you're gonna play tennis. What happens? You have the shoes, you have the, the uniform, right, the whites. You have a, a, a tennis racket, you have the balls, your tennis court is booked for a certain time, you're probably there on time, otherwise you miss court time. You practice, right? You're excited to go there. What happens when you're going to work? Think about it. Oh well, you know, I've got to get to work, I've got to get stopped for a cup of coffee and the traffic's gonna be terrible and oh and I've got to meet my boss or I've got to see these people. I'm not you know, I'm not playing the same kind of game, am I? So why don't we take out the word work and institute the word play? Now what happens? I'm playing at my job, wow. What can I create here, what can I do, what can I bring, what can I get from it? You know, where's the win for me today? So I bring it back playing a bigger game all the time. The other words that I always like to institute are the three words that I call the freedom to life. And those words are up until now. So every day, you know, I get up in the morning, I drive to work, the traffic's always terrible, or I'm a few minutes late, or I'm, a, you know, I'm not doing too great. Okay, so up until now, I use as the keys to freedom in life because they do give us a split moment when we can choose how we're going to go forward. It's like the end of the old, right? Well, up until now, I've always been late for work. Oh, wait a minute, tomorrow morning I'm gonna make it on time. Up until now, you know, the results of me talking to that client weren't good. Up until now, uh, we really didn't relate. Now, so what can I do about that? 
So instead of the continuum, we've now broken it. And that's why I call those three words of up until now the keys to freedom in life. I use words all the time and then back up to what they can mean, how we can implement them, how we can see results. It's good to look at a result. You know, the result of Travis's first crossing was that they came in 10 hours early, right? Nobody was there to greet them. I think the, I think suddenly there were phone calls going on around 5 a.m. or something. <coughs> hey, the back. What do you mean the back? The middle of the ocean. No, they were back, right? And these guys are waiting there. So up until now, that's really, um, you know, that was a, a, a picture that stood in our mind. Well, how do we greet the paddlers coming back? And I know that this year we've really taken a focus on that. We've taken a focus on the paddlers, on the return, so that we honor them. It's a change, it's an up until now. Up until now, maybe we didn't really think about the value of that welcome back. But these are our brothers and these are our sisters. These are our, these are our angels out there. You know, they're fighting the battle for us. Why wouldn't we want to bring them back safely and honor them? Yeah, absolutely. Well, up until now, uh, Liz has been really scared of the potential of a roach jumping on her I'm arm. I'm never it's gonna live that down <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, take it on, Liz. Come on. So up until now, the roach has really been a problem. Yes. But you're going to get a fly swat. Uh, yes, I am. So problem well. solved. You've dealt with it, right? Problem solved. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> up until now. Up until watch now. Watch yourself, Travis. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, up until now, we've been having uh, a fantastic uh, conversation um, here with Peter Marcus in studio. Um, and, you know, each week... Uh, we we like to, and I think we skipped last week, actually. We ran out of time. We're getting used to the structure of the show here, but um, we like to put a call to action out. So uh, the Epic Love Radio Show, uh, this call to action is to write a love letter. And this week, the call to action is to write a love letter to your favorite coach, to somebody in your life, whether it was sports or business or life in general. Uh, write a love letter, one paragraph, one page, to your coach, and uh, you can submit it to our Facebook page or to epiclove at pipersangels.org. So for those of you out there listening, I encourage you, up until now, you may not have been writing many love letters. But now, uh, with the great sage and wise advice of Peter Marcus, uh, you have that freedom to, to do that. So uh, we encourage you to do that. And um, also want to give a big shout out to our, our co-host Missing in Action, Miss Blair. Hi Blair. Hey Blair. Hey. Um, hey where's Blair? Yeah, where where's is Blair? Blair? <laughs> <laughs> That's Blair's segment name. Um, and uh, just a big thank you, much gratitude to Mr. Peter Marcus here in studio, and um, thank you as always, David. Yeah, that for was being awesome, here. Peter. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. And you can check out uh, Peter's information, MarcusCoaching.com, which we'll post up on the Facebook page and subscribe to his latest updates with Business Life Global Coaching uh, and Business Life, the Global Coaching franchise as well. And you can connect with Peter on LinkedIn. So please do so. And I uh, just want to say thank you all for tuning in this evening. Keep standing tall out there on the horizon and uh, shining your light on the world um, and find a way to turn your passion into purpose. This is Epic Love Radio. Thank you.
Yeah, yeah, yeah.